I'm not on IMDb, but I am on Mr. Skin. Diesel. <laughs> How many stars you got on Mr. Skin? Oh, no, on, I just mean I'm on it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so disgusting ex-girlfriend porn site. <laughs> Which one? Which one? <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, Super good. Yeah. Super duper. Nice. So good. Nice. Well, we're back after a week. What a week it's been. It's been awesome, I guess. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, I actually just finished. I've, hey, what have you been up to, man? Let me tell you. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I found this new podcast, and I'm going to pull a Reese here and say, uh, I, I "You're going to plug another podcast on a podcast." <laughs> I've been. Uh, I I got on. It's a podcast from the Ringer Podcast Network, which is Reese's all time favorite everything. Um, but there's a there's a podcast called Binge Mode where they they started out doing every episode of Game of Thrones. And then once the show ended, or the book, the show. It, it's a book podcast, right? No, it's a show. It's a, it's a TV show podcast. As a matter of fact, and they do, they did the TV show and then they did, they did an episode for every episode. Mm-hmm. So it's like a companion. And then it did, they did a bunch of movies and then they started the Harry Potter binge mode. And that's when they went into the books. Oh, I thought it was just an exclusive book. Show. No, see, oh. I thought so too when I first started. And then when I went back and I've been, so I found the Harry Potter one, and so I've listened. I've got my audio books, and I've listened to all seven Harry Potter books, watched all ten Harry Potter movies, and listened to this companion podcast called Binge Mode through the whole thing. Are you and following along like you're watching the show, then listening, and then? So I listen to the book, mm-hmm. and then every two to five chapters, they have an epi- They have their companion episode. And then at the end of every book, then they do a companion episode for the movie. So you're literally in like a book club right now. Basically. Okay. I've been, I am. But you can't participate in the conversation. But I can't participate in the conversation. <laughs> the beauty of a podcast. Yep. Um, however, it has been such a trip. This is my third time through the Harry Potter series. And it has been such a trip to go back and read it again. And all the little things that you pick up on afterwards. And when you watch the movies along with it, you get to see some of the things you like that the movies did and some of the things that you don't like that the movies did mm-hmm. differently and stuff like that. You get to appreciate the the uh, Fantastic Beast movies and how they don't have a book to follow. And so there's, there's no comparisons there. So you get to see... I, I kind of appreciate that, that, that there's nothing to compare it to so you don't... You're not disappointed by it or or you don't see it and go, oh, so anyway, um, that story, though, the what J.K. Rowling does very well, her forte is character building and her characters are so well defined and they're so like deep and rich and like <clears throat> it, it. Those stories are just amazing and you love those characters to the point where 
anytime any one of them dies, it's like devastating to you personally. When when Mad Eye dies, when Dobby dies, when Fred dies, it spoiler. Oh, dude, when it was, it's gutting. It really, it, it hurts. When Sirius Black died, when Sirius I dies, nearly like started crying. I was yeah, in I was, denial. Yeah, was, everyone yes. was. I was yeah. pissed. I was it, like, it, wait, he fell in a hole. He's fine. He'll come back. Yeah, exactly. Right. right? That's exactly what but I think everyone thought. When Dumbledore died, spoiler, sorry. When Dumbledore <laughs> died, I was convinced Sirius would come back to be the new headmaster. I was waiting for it. And then he didn't. And I was like, oh, yeah, Scott, he's really dead. <laughs> Scotty, I don't know if you remember this. But mom, so our mom, when we were growing up, mom Did you say read, mommy? my mommy my used mom. to read the Harry Potter books to us. So as, as a, a family, yeah. she, we would sit around in a circle. Did and, she do voices and stuff too? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Would. So th- this, this was the beginning of our love for audiobooks. And Good job, Gina. It was yeah. great. Shout so out. We were reading the sixth book and my cousin Chase got married and we went to oh, his, yeah. we went to his reception and on the way to his reception, mom was reading the sixth book <laughs> and we, she was reading one of those last chapters and we sat out in the parking lot for like 10 minutes so she could finish the chapter and it was right when Dumbledore died. Oh my goodness. Oh man. So the, all, <laughs> all, all of us walked into the into the reception with like red eyes and tears <laughs> in our cheeks and stuff. What a weird association too. It like is, yeah. your cousin's wedding will always remind you of Dumbledore dying. For real. And it's a sad moment for Every you. Every time I see Chase and Rachel together i'm like oh dumbledore <laughs> dumbledore that's a really cool family story though it like, is, like it's crazy like all of you guys sitting around and, and listen like that's 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 pretty cool it was funny props, though, props I, aunt gina i wish i had a family props aunt gina <laughs> my sister is the biggest potter head i've ever met which mm-hmm. one jessica jessica's and, uh, a pothead oh my goodness well she does oh. live in colorado <laughs> she so. does live in Denver. um <laughs> No, you know it would make Harry Potter better <laughs> to get edibles. the stone sorcerer. We, uh, the sorcerer's stone, or um, no, we, uh, we Jesse and I were talking about it, and like I was on my mission when the seventh book came out. So when I got home, I read the seventh book, but I was in college at the time, so I spent the time that I should be studying. I was in the the uh, the library of. Uh, Salt Lake Community College reading Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Nerd. I remember distinctly sitting in that in the library, and it was right at the end. So George or Fred had just died, and then Harry uh, did the the Prince's Tale. So he saw his Snape's past. And then he goes into the woods, and he like asks his he sees his dead parents, and he asks if it hurts to die. Oh my goodness! And then, and then he asks, like, "Will you stay with me?" And his dad says, "Till the very end." And I remember sitting there and like going, "This is too much." <laughs> I'm a grown man that's about to start crying in a public place. I need to close this book right now. And I had to close it and go home and finish the book because I was like, I was a mess. And you sobbed like in a this, baby in the Salt Lake Community Community College Library reading. Maybe we do. Maybe we need to. You know figure out uh, an episode that's based around Harry Potter. I'm not I'm not sure what it's probably a good idea. I'm not sure what kind of training JK Rowling has with uh with 
writing and developing characters and stories. But like you said, she's phenomenal. Like she wrote she, at least seven books. Well, I know, but like like training she as far as like before she came up with came up with Harry Potter and all that. Like she like this the story is infamous. She came up with it on a train going to Scotland, riding on a on like napkins and stuff. Yeah, and like you know, yeah. It's seriously her her character building. Well, what's what's cool about that in Scotland? I have Welcome a co- the Harry podcast. I have a um, <laughs> I have a coworker that that um, really loves the UK and he, he visits there all the time. And he went to I think it's Edinburgh where she was at. And you go to like he did the tour thing, the Harry Potter tour. And so the the bar where she wrote most of the books, like they say, she wrote this chapter in this stall or whatever. Um, and uh, but the um, you go to the the cemetery. And it has the Dursleys. It has um, all. She got all the names. It has uh, most of the names are from. uh, That's funny. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's kind of cool. A cemetery in in Scotland. Anywho, I didn't mean to take up like I didn't mean to pull a Reese and take up twenty minutes talking about what I've been up to. Every time Reese isn't here, (laughs) let me let me tell you about why Spotify is so much better than Apple Music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Harry Potter's a great series. Read it. The books are miles better than the movies. And the movies uh, are really good. But the too. movies are really good. So great soundtracks uh, in those movies. Great soundtracks. Scores. Nice callback. Sorry. Nice great scores. scores. <laughs> um but yeah. What have you guys been up to? So uh I'll just I'll just keep it brief. I, I really okay, so I started a new job um and I've uh, been doing a lot of freelance work. Troy just pulled the Reese too. <laughs> I was gonna say it, but I don't wanna pick on Reese is because he's not here. <laughs> I was gonna say it. So uh it's actually in Lehigh. So if you guys want to record in Lehigh, we can go to my office in Lehigh and record there. Are they cool with that? Will they let us in? Well, they Wait, gave me a card, so hell I, I will know. only go if there's a bus in the <laughs> inside jokes for you. <laughs> uh, yeah I'll, I'll pass it on that's that's about it so yeah well congratulations thank by you. the way thank you i'm super excited about it yeah cool scotty so i uh haven't been doing up to a whole lot but um uh eric busby who who what? provides provides the uh the intro and outro music for the podcast he has a youtube channel that he's started uploading to again he and his girlfriend in the philippines right now are uh, are doing these fun little talk to the camera type videos, um, and I've been watching them. They're really funny. Um, they they, they kind of go in and out of uh, Tagalog and, and English, but there's always subtitles, so it's good. Uh, so so go give them a go give them a listen. It's the the channel the YouTube channel is called Busby Central. Um, Subscribe to Busby Central. Yep. Support this man. He's very yep. talented. We just got him like two more subscribers. Seriously. No way. <laughs> Dude, that like doubled his subscriber count. <laughs> no, Dude, if he can plug for us, then he'll like quadruple us. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is like a perpetual motion machine right now. <laughs> We're laundering subscribers. <laughs> laundering. <laughs> Um, but yeah, most of his uh, videos end with uh, subscribe to PewDiePie. So I got to say that subscribe to PewDiePie. Subscribe Next to meme. PewDiePie. Next meme. <laughs> That's great. Um, I actually uh, purchased a video game by the recommendation of our own Scott. Oh, what? I, I've been playing Nier Automata. Finally, uh, you finally convinced me to do it. And I, I was actually messaging him before he came over. <laughs> uh, it's really hard. Did you play it on normal difficulty? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. It is hard game. Um, 
So I have that's I have a list. That's what she said. Hard game. You just said it's really hard many times. That's almost funny. <laughs> Jake just pulled another Reese. Thank you. Um, I stop pulling Reese. He's going to get off. I know. <laughs> Scott just pulled a Reese. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, your turn. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all pulling a Reese. You're interrupting me when I'm trying to talk. Well, now you know how it feels. It's not, it doesn't feel good. I know. So maybe you should stop doing it to me. Um. But yeah, there's a. It's super interesting. It uh, it's unique. It's probably the most unique game I've ever played. Um, like Scott said before, there's multiple playthroughs, and I'm still on the first one. So it makes me wonder like how long the game is, how many hours I have to invest in it. Um, you told me before that it was an open world game, but I thought maybe that you were kidding. <laughs> but it's like this huge map mm-hmm. that you kind of travel around and go to different locations. Um, I think there's there's definitely some pros and cons to it. The pros outweigh the cons, but one of the cons is, is it's not a very good looking game. It's like brown and gray, and that's it. It's like very various shades of brown and gray. Yeah. Um, and they do this <laughs> thing that drives me crazy in games, where you're you play through the map, and then all of a sudden you get to one part of the map, and people are like level fifty. All of a sudden they kill you in one hit. So I can't stand it when games do that. Like it's yeah, kind of. I wish it would just like level up like smart ways. I don't know. But maybe that's just me. That's how I play is I I try to do all the side quests first. And a lot of the side quests are like fetch quests. Like, hey, I lost this. Please go get it. And then you go there and there's like a glowing circle on the floor and you pick it up and go back. Yep, exactly. That's that's mostly. Have you seen a have you met Jackass yet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are a lot of her quests. Yep. Um, But the main story quest, which is amazing, which all I want to do is do the main story. Yeah. And then when I get to the main story, it's like, oh, you're not leveled up enough. Go do some side quests. I'm like, oh, I just want to see what happens. <laughs> uh, see, I don't really feel like... Maybe it's been a, it's been months and months since I've played it, so maybe, I can't remember if that's how I felt. I remember it took me a while to, to get used to the the level up system, like mm-hmm. the loadout stuff yeah. and, and filling up your... your Because you have a chip that you have so much space in, that like a computer chip. So you can you can put mods on yourself and stuff. It's it's kind of cool too. Like you, like Scott was saying, you are you are an Android and you have programs and you have to insert these chips. But some of the chips are like you have a mini map. You can take that chip out because you you have like a hard drive to fill up. So you can mm-hmm. take the chip out and make room for something else. Yeah, yeah. You can get you can even get rid of your HUD. Your HUD is part of the chip. So you you can see the enemy's health, or you can take that that chip out. Mm-hmm. I watched the that's crazy video about that, dude. And yeah, like you, you can chip take out. If you remove it, it kills you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that no, too. that's the operating system. Have, you can take uh, out the always, operating system. I have ending T because I took out that chip and I died. <laughs> yep. And like the, 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 the scenes all scrolled and everything, and I was like, oh, that was weird. Yep. Um, this game is very meta. Like the creator of it, he's a genius. He's a mad scientist genius. Yep. His his announcement of the game of the year was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He's, he's like, there's he's a lot of talk about game of the year that's interesting and that's basically all he said no announcements or anything look at all these numbers these numbers equate to absolutely nothing (laughs) just like life weird huh that was his announcement of game of the year his name's yoko taro no one knows what he looks like he wears a big helmet like daft punk or something um but he's in the game he made himself a character in the game and you can go talk to him it's really silly and every complaint i've had in the game he he addresses it so like um, the, you fight gigantic monsters, so the camera is really pulled out. So if you swirl the camera around, there's like a motion blur so you can see the whole monster. And so there was an option like, hey, are you getting motion sick? And I was like, yeah, I am. He's like, here, let me do this for you. And he like turns down the slowness of the camera. 
or the, the mini map is really bad. It's kind of hard to tell depth. And he goes, well, the mini map is a satellite image. If you don't like it, tough. Because that's that's all you're going to get. Maybe you should yeah. try turning it off. Hint, hint. So he he addresses like every issue I've had with the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's aware of it, but he doesn't care. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Have you tried to um, kill one of the elk or moose or whatever? Yeah. They're hard. They're really hard. And yeah. the boars. Yeah, because I, I have to get their hide to level. I think you can ride the boar. Somehow. Oh, really? I haven't tried. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a super seems unhygienic considering the clothes you're wearing, <laughs> <laughs> or the lack thereof. But uh, yeah, once I get some more endings, I'll I'll tell you guys more of my yeah, thoughts on. I'm it. I'm excited to. It's very unique. talk about it with you. Right on. Okay, so this week we are talking about a jazz album, I believe. Troy's the one who found it. All right, so uh, I don't know. I don't know how much you guys uh, like jazz music. Um, Almost well, not at all. The Utah yeah. Jazz. Well, I mean the the jazz sports team. I love the jazz, but the jazz music. Um, well, the I'm last not, couple of weeks I've been listening to some jazz music. Yeah, <laughs> um, really specific type of jazz. <laughs> so there's this. Uh, there's this. I guess you could call him a composer. His name is John Benjamin, and he actually put out his first jazz album. And it's doing really well because it's sold a lot. And I, I heard from somewhere. I have no no proof to back this up, but I heard that it went platinum. Quote so him on it. We are we are going to listen to John Benjamin, his uh, album called Jazz Daredevil. So let's play uh, let's play one of the first songs. Here we go. I feel like I'm walking down Bourbon Street right now. Where, uh... What the f*** is this? <laughs> yeah, walking down Bourbon Street and a, yeah. drunk, a drunk guy found a piano. That's, what I, that's exactly what it was. Did he fall on the piano? <laughs> Multiple times. So uh, the song is aptly named I Can't Play Piano part one of four of John Benjamin's <laughs> album called well I should have learned to play piano <laughs> and if you didn't know John Benjamin is a famous voice voice actor who voiced such popular characters as Archer from Archer and Bob from Bob's Burgers Charlie the Unicorn Charlie, Charlie the, the Unicorn, Unicorn. and uh, the more commonly known as H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin, but his album does say John Benjamin. Yes. Okay. So H. John Benjamin. Ah, uh, the old switcheroo. <laughs> the old switcheroo. <laughs> so a comedian made a satirical album where he doesn't know how to play piano. So you should you should play one of the songs where his voice is in it, so they can they can get a feel for who this is. Mm. Does he a, sing in the album? He doesn't sing. He, there's there's just uh, several <laughs> there's, songs where he talks. There's a, what is it? The, the slow jazzercise? <laughs> soft jazzercise. Soft jazzercise. Yeah, let's listen to a little bit of that one. You want to listen to some soft jazzercise? Yeah. Here's some smooth jams. Just some smooth jams. Here we go. Here's. You'll here's immediately soft recognize his voice, probably. Maybe. Most recognizable voice in Hollywood. Hi, it's me, John Benjamin. <laughs> Welcome to the second interlude of the album. <laughs> I figure now that interlude. you're a bit settled in. It'd be a good time to get in a little exercise because movement is truly the core of life. <laughs> so I want to introduce something I developed in the early 80s. 
No, the late 70s. <laughs> it will really get the blood rolling. It's called Soft Jazzercise. I'm right. craving some and Arby's very, right now. Very, 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 <laughs> the spokesman for Arby's has very a very nice low. soft jazzercise voice. So... Fight the, the the best part about the album is that yeah, he keeps it straight fine. the entire time. He doesn't. Oh, yeah. He doesn't ever break, and uh, he takes it super seriously the whole time. So we did an episode last season about satire, or no, it's not, it's not spoof movies. Spoofs, yeah. And uh, we've been doing a lot of music uh, lately, um, especially for season two. Thanks, Reese. Yeah, and hey. I- you know, me too. Oh yeah, right? you too. You can thank me as well, even sarcastically. Uh, but <laughs> thanks, Troy. <laughs> but I want Reese over here. I wanted to throw in a satirical, satirical music, and there's, there not many of them exist. There's a song I can't play piano part three, and it just like resonated with me. Like <laughs> I just love it so much because you can't play piano either. I just love it so much, and it's like. Oh, so one thing I got was my impression of Reese listening to music. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I've got to say about this album that I really like is like, obviously he can't play piano, but you can tell that he has some like understanding of music because his timing is on and the music, the notes are just on is enough to make you think it's going to be good, but it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I I saw that. I, I noticed that where it's like, I know this is so bad, but there, there's some points where it's like the 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 flow of notes seems natural almost, the, 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 but it's just like haphazard and bad. So so he does. It's like someone that knows enough to. It's like he listened to, to a couple jazz albums before. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know what's funny is I actually have been listening to jazz music. So I can have something to compare this to. <laughs> Maybe I should have done that. I've it, seriously, and I, I because I wanted to know if. The jet, the the actual jazz musicians that he hired to do this album were good, or if uh-huh. this was just kind of like garden variety type stuff. And they're actually pretty good. the 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 musicians that he hired to do this, they're actually pretty good musicians. They're good jazz musicians. They do. Um, they're they're not doing their best work, um, but. But they're they're solid at what they're at what they're doing, and so I've been I was actually listening to some some other jazz music, some contemporary jazz music, and um, it's a it's a decent album, but uh, it's John Benjamin when he it's just like the what what is the what is the one song? It's like the third song on the album. What is it called? It's it's a popular song. Um, Oh, it's it had to be you. Sinatra. It had to be you. So they did the It Had to Be You cover. And like it's actually a solid cover, except for his just that's what on a piano part. There's just like, oh my god. Dude, I uh, played it for dude. Kylie and she's like, he's ruining the song. I I uh so I had no idea of anything going into this. And so I played it. Um, I was going to Walmart or something, just running errands alone in the car. Actually, my son was in the back seat, but um, so I, I put it on and I wasn't really paying attention to it. So I, 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 it took me so long to to realize that like, oh, this he's just like <laughs> not doing anything on this piano. It has nothing to do with the song. I, I, it took me so it took me like three songs in to to realize like, oh yeah, this is. Okay. Did you not hear like the intro? The or did the you play the, the pop, most popular songs first? I don't know. I just maybe I yeah. did. Um, that but, intro where he's selling his soul 
to Satan. And oh yeah, I did the most popular. So so it wasn't. Uh, so yeah, I, I listened to that one like third or something. When he's when he's talking to Satan and Satan's like this, something your so, soul isn't option one. It's like your last option. Well, I, I didn't know that. I so. Didn't know that. <laughs> so the funny thing is, you have these famous these famous actors or voice actors in that. Yeah, the the receptionist is his daughter in Bob's Burgers. Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw. Oh, is that yeah? And yeah. the yeah. devil is uh, Aziz, Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. And uh, here I'll play it real Dude, quick. I love uh, what, what's her name? Shawl? Kristen Shaw. I love she's her so funny. Kristen or Kristen? Maybe from whatever uh, yeah. Falls. Yep. She's, exactly. She's great. Um this is this is uh deal with the devil. Hello, the devil's office? Yes, uh hi. How can I help you? Um I'd like to sell my soul. Is that all? Yes. <laughs> hold please. Hello, <laughs> hold music. Hello, soul selling division. Sorry. Oh, wait. Is this the same woman I just spoke to? No. We all sound like this in hell. Oh. You are interested in selling your soul? Yes, I am. What state? New York. Zip code? 10003. I have an opening Thursday between 11 She's and 1. She's making fake oh, keyboard uh, yeah, that'll work. with her mouth. Meet at the crossroads. Was she really? Wait, the crossroads is in Mississippi. I, I live in New York City. The Crossroads Trading Company on 26th. It's a, it's a woman's back. consignment oh, yeah. shop. Oh, um, the devil likes to keep up the old meet at the crossroads thing. Uh, okay, uh, thanks. Do I need to bring anything? Please avoid food or liquids mm. so, for at least two hours the, before the who, meeting. The, the devil will appear. The, the, guy, the, the guy from, uh, from Obrador Huerta mm-hmm. sold his soul to the devil yeah. at the crossroads in Mississippi. That's a, a real musician. The the guy in Oh Brother Art Thou is based on an actual musician who claims to have sold his soul at the crossroads in Mississippi. Oh, okay. So it's a very popular or a very famous. Did he play jazz? Uh, no. That'd be maybe ironic if he did. Maybe the blues. <clears throat> Everybody see. sings the blues sometimes. Everybody. So, um, I, I I don't know. Like it's it's funny you guys talk about like how you have this really good jazz music and the piano just ruins it. And then you have like you, you said that Kylie said where, uh, his piano ruined a timeless song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robert Johnson. To me, that's the name of the guy. That Bob Johnson, Bob Johnson. To me that like this album just is exactly John Benjamin's like type of humor. I, so, I, well, I, I, I think of Archer. Like, when I thought I think it was hilarious. Like, when, when I was listening to it, I was I was driving home from work. I put it on the first time, and I was listening to it. And the way it was specifically, I can't play piano part three, where the saxophone plays its part, and then he's supposed to match those those notes. <laughs> and it's a it's a popular jazz thing in a like in a jazz club. Yeah, where what where one instrument will play the notes, and then the other instrument has to they have to find the notes that that guy played. Right. And so that it's, so it's just back and forth and it's a, it's a very, it, it's kind of a fun thing to do when it's in a jazz club, but then he did a decent job his first time through where he, he played the same notes. And then the second time the saxophone played, it was a different set of notes. And then he just played the first set of notes again <laughs> the second time. And then You're everything picking else, up things that I had no, I was not picking up. Yeah, uh, and, and, and then, uh, and then the way he like <laughs> kind of trailed off on his notes, like he would start playing and then just kind of like uh, just tra- the notes would just trail off. And 
get muddled up with other notes. It, it was... So, I was so actually the, laughing pretty hard. So it wasn't just completely random. He was making jokes with no, the notes. Let me, let me pull up that. that I find song. that hard to believe because he did not know what, what notes were, <laughs> what he was playing at all. Well, the way Jake's explaining it makes me think that maybe he, it was a lot more intentional than I thought it was. Well, okay. So here it is. Okay, yeah. Like speaks to Troy, dude. <laughs> you can't keep it together. Troy's face no. is maroon. Right <laughs> okay, so that, that is pretty good. That's you pretty find the thought of like some ass like playing the music. Well, no. Do, do you know what this? Uh, what I first thought of once that once it clicked in my head, like, oh yeah, he's he's just messing around. Is like, I need a prescription, and it's more cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Funny you say that because when I first heard this, I was I thought it's weird that John Benjamin did this because it seems like something Will Ferrell should have done, <laughs> pretending to be Ron Burgundy. Yep. You know, like that. Yeah. That seems like yeah, that would have been more. So, yeah. so um, to kind of to that point, it's it, the the origins of this uh, this album, if you will. When when I saw it first, I actually saw a video that's on uh, that's on Vimeo. We'll uh, we'll link it um, in this episode. But uh, and I shared this with Chris um, before I actually shared the album with the rest of you guys um, is basically the making of his jazz album. And it's pretty funny because he's like, I just I have it. It's in me. It just it's speaking to me. He's like pretending to play. The so piano. he's still in character in this. making oh, yeah, of oh, video. Yeah. And then and then he goes and sees a, a he goes and speaks to a jazz like musician. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he's famous, but he's like, really, he's like, he's like, when you. When you play jazz, you've got to be one with your instrument. He's like, "How much have you played your instrument?" And and and, uh, and John Benjamin's like, and he just kind of sits on his face. And Chris was Chris told me he's like, "Yeah, I know what he's talking about." And then the music starts, and then he just starts playing the piano. And it's really funny. The music itself is funny, but when you see him play the piano and you see the other musicians' reactions, they're like. What the hell is going on? <laughs> okay, so, so was it was it genuine reactions or was it at actors? First, yeah, and the, it was it was genuine reactions, and then they filled them in later. Is that he doesn't? Uh, oh, that, that's you know. good. Then speaking that, that, to that this, funny. I actually was I looked up a little bit about this album, and I found an interview that H. John Benjamin did with NPR about this album. Did um, he do it in character? No. Like, okay, but they said. Uh, they said they actually kind of made fun of themselves. Uh, NPR did. They said, um, in, "Let's see." They talked about you know his voice playing the title roles of animated series Bob's Burgers and Archer, not to mention a can of vegetables in the movie Wet Hot American Summer. But none of this is why the twenty-year comedian veteran John Benjamin spoke with us. Instead, it was for the most. NPR of reasons he recorded an experimental jazz album <laughs> which is a solid burn from NPR to NPR yeah that's good. um but they kind of made they were this interview that they did with them there they said um now you're playing with professional jazz musicians Scott Kreitzer on sax David Fink on bass and Jonathan Peretz is playing drums oh yeah uh <laughs> Oh, come on. Give give the musicians their due. Yeah, no, uh, I'm just kidding. Was this an act of friendship or just a measure of the jazz economy that you got to do whatever gig comes along? And H. John Benjamin says, they were very nice to do it, and I'm not sure they realized what they were doing until we got there. 
and then they were mad. That's what I was gonna say. It's almost offensive. <laughs> they were to their, mad to their art, but not mad enough to stop altogether. So they were. So they, they went were through paid. it, and they were great. So, the, um, so Jake, when when you said that that you don't think they put their best performance in, maybe that had a little. That's to do with that's it. what I meant when I said that, that that this interview was kind of in my back of my head. Like they weren't necessarily putting their, their heart, best foot. Yeah, their forward. hearts weren't in it. No, sure. they they were definitely getting just getting paid. Um, but he was talking about they were great musicians. They knew what they were doing. They were very kind to go through with this, even though they didn't really like what I was doing. But um, he also uh, said, they were like, I see you're sort of uh, starting a charting a reverse career, uh, which, which begins with the recording contract and eventually makes its way to actual lessons on the instrument. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it's a real instrument. He says, yeah, it's a real insult to people who actually try. <laughs> oh, so he knows what he's doing. He he gets and he gets what it what it looks like. However, he is a comedian. And yeah. ultimately, he created something that I thought was genuinely funny. That that that. Uh, song that i played i can't play piano part four or part three i i I genuinely thought that was funny it was it was comedy in musical form um and that that that's ultimately what i thought was super interesting about it um is that it was it it's a different way to do comedy even though you're not you're not doing anything um saying anything funny you can't see him doing anything funny yeah. but he is able to inject comedy just by playing yeah a, and, and not playing <laughs> a piano. And, and we've drawn the, the parallel with um other satirical or uh spoof like movies you wouldn't go see um the naked gun to for like a buddy cop thriller action movie you know right so you wouldn't you, you see would, it in imax or yeah, so you wouldn't whatever. listen to this album to to groove to jazz music you right. do it to laugh Right. And if you can look at it in, because I also read uh, a jazz uh, music, a jazz music um, critic. I read his critic critique on the album as a whole. Oh, and he dressed it down and he talked about how insulting it was. And he talked about how awful it was and how it's just, it's so bad. And H. John Benjamin doesn't know how to play. And I was, and the whole time, all I could think was, this is a, that's the point that it's a comedy album. It would be like, uh, I, I don't know. It, it would I, be like a speech writer or someone like that critiquing a stand-up comedian's ability yeah. to be respectful to here's my, an audience. Here, here, I don't know. It, it just seems super weird. Here's my thing about doing, I guess, spoof music is that if this music offends you, then John Benjamin was successful. If this music, if you didn't like the music, John Benjamin was successful. You're not supposed to like the music. If you loved the music or the album or the comedy, whatever, then he did his job. Like win win. Like it's it's win win win, right? Like it works no matter how you look at it. Right. You know. So that being said, I actually, <laughs> it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard <laughs> as well. Like. There's no subtlety to this right, humor. Right. This is this is as bad as a as a dick and fart joke. Like it, the the humor is so right in your face, especially when you take into consideration Amy's song, the last song on the album. We'll, we'll play that in a minute. But that is all. <laughs> yeah, maybe we won't. That, that is all just about 
butt sex. <laughs> it's just whole, your face when you're like, I don't I, know if I should say this. I loved it. I laughed so hard through the whole thing. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. But it is, like I said, it, it has all the subtlety of a sledgehammer. Yeah, and, like that that song pissed me off a little bit because I, I was in the I was in the car with my son, and and all of a sudden that came on, and I was like, oh, okay, let's get through it a little bit, and then. Uh, it just got worse Sorry, man. and worse yeah. and worse. I apologize. I, 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 sincerely. I was in the same scenario, I think, I was listening to on the computer and my kids were around. And I was like, well, let's turn this off. Like, yeah, yeah it, uh, it's not a very nice song. Yep. Well, speaking of not, uh, like, maybe not enjoying it as much, I've got uh, Reese's thoughts, which aren't very much. No. Um, and I think I think Reese Pretty and usual. Chris, Reese, Reese and Chris will probably agree they didn't they didn't like it, and that's fine. <laughs> or they didn't think it was that funny, but whatever. Uh, Reese says I don't have thoughts on it. I thought it was interesting that it was H. John Benjamin, uh, but it wasn't anything special in my opinion. It was a lot like Seth MacFarlane uh, releasing a crooner album. Except for just, Seth MacFarlane can croon. Right, and I, I also don't think the best of them. I, I, actually, says, I, I also don't think it's anything like that uh, because yeah. this is intentionally to be bad, whereas Seth MacFarlane is actually kind of good. Mm-hmm. He says to mediocre. He says I just don't care. He says that's it. I appreciated you choosing something I wouldn't listen to on my own. That's about it. So you know, and that's that, fine. That's like Reese. that's again, like I don't know. I, I, you've I, you've offended case, his death delicate. When it comes to comedy, like. Some things are really funny to people, and some right. things aren't. Yeah, right, that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I, and 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 part of it is like me going into the music, like knowing who's playing the piano, knowing all that, like watching Archer. I think Archer is one of the one of the best shows out there. I love Archer. Archer is it hilarious, is so and and uh, and H. John Benjamin's ability to play to voice that role is fantastic, and I. And that's He's not even probably about- my favorite voice actor. Oh yeah, and that's alive. not even talking about his, uh, his his Bob's Burger Bob's Burgers, but just talking about Archer itself. When I listened to that album and I started dying, I was imagining Archer doing that. You so, know, like- and, and here's uh, from my perspective yeah. is I've never watched Archer. I've never watched Bob's Burgers. Right. So, like, I, <laughs> but, I know the guy's voice. He's got this. a funny voice. Imagine but, um, this: if we already made this comparison, if. Will Ferrell had gone to the piano as John Bur- or as uh, Ron Burgundy yeah. and done this. It well, he already did similar. on Saturday Night Live. Okay, did he? He played the Ron Burgundy on SNL. No, he uh, he did this character. This he, basically the same character where yeah, the, the, he played uh, uh, Robert Goulet. Is that no, no, he about? did the 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 cowbell. cowbell. Oh, well, he did okay. the cowbell. He played Robert Goulet. He played all those guys. He's Robert well, the, the cowbell. Goulet. The cowbell character is basically this. Just like album. I'm not knowing how to play music. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and, and just like ruining it, ruining a classic song mm-hmm. with 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 repetitive, stupid mm-hmm. um, <laughs> beating of a, a random instrument. So we'll we'll keep this episode clean. We won't we won't play uh, Amy's song. Um, Thanks. But uh, if but you, you wanna, should listen to it because if it's you hilarious. want a good laugh, it's funny. And and we won't play the rest of uh, the um, deal with the devil because it it gets a little crude. So just some fair warning: if you do listen to it, it is uh, some warning that Scott and Chris didn't get. Um, <laughs> but uh, Amy's song and and deal with the devil um, is it deal with the devil? I made a deal. With yeah, the devil? anyway, I think so. Um, those ones are a little more crude, but they are funny. So I don't know. I just I just think that it. If you're going to go into this album and then say you don't like it because the music wasn't good, <laughs> then you're completely missing the point right. of the album. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I don't think anyone's doing that, though. Like, I don't even think Reese said that. I think that's kind of what Reese was saying. It, it, the fact that he he, he, he drew like. a parallel to um, Seth MacFarlane yeah. makes you think that that's kind of what he was thinking. That's kind of what he was doing. But, uh, but he's not here to defend himself. He's not so here he's to wrong. defend himself, so I'm going to shit on him because that's what you do. So Especially to Reese. Let me throw well, to anyone that isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me throw one more question out to you guys. Um, Scott and Jake listened to it without context. Re- uh, Chris did lis- listen. Chris and I listened to it with context, knowing, you know, like not only who it was, but like kind of the point behind it. I want to I want to get an idea of how it affected your opinion of the album, knowing the context behind it or not knowing the context behind it. Or maybe well, it doesn't make a difference. I I said it when we were doing our, our just kind of talking before we started here is he didn't hide from what it was mm-hmm. from the beginning. That oh, very first yeah. track. If you watch he, it, he, he, that very first track, he it, it's this super goofy thing about him selling his soul to Aziz Ansari. And then, and then the very first piano note he plays from that moment, you know exactly what's going on. So gotcha. I, I, and, and from fair. my perspective, I listened to it from po- most popular on Spotify. So I had no idea. I, I, and my lack of jazz knowledge and lack of knowledge of who this guy is, um, it totally threw me for several songs. <laughs> I was, uh, so and was and I wasn't, music? I wasn't really paying attention um, to the music. And I was like, okay, it's, jazz music i guess <laughs> i don't know and then uh and then once i started hearing the the speaking and then started listening to the piano it was anyway i i just didn't know what to think <laughs> the uh I, I did though while i was listening to the to the album the parts that didn't have the piano in it that was the pure jazz stuff i was listening to it and i was and i was thinking about how there, if the way jazz works is they, they, it's not that they make it up as they go, but they kind of make it up as they go. They have, mm-hmm. they have Improv, riffs and they almost. have, they have riffs and they have things, that, the different tunes that they play, and then they kind of just piece them together as they go to make it, uh, to make it work. And as I was listening to it, and as I was thinking about that kind of stuff, I thought to myself, I can really get, I, I could really understand why and how people can get really into jazz music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my thing. I, I can listen to jazz music, but it's not something that I can just sit and listen to for hours and kind of, and kind of swoon over. Yep. Yeah, jazz music is more of like a musician's music. Mm-hmm. I, I love jazz when I'm at Popeye's and when I'm at Disneyland. That's that's my favorite time to listen to jazz. Like um, it's, it's, it's so, but but I, I I get it though. I can see why people get so into it, but it's really it's. I, so I, I I agree with you there. I can also see where there is where ways to poke fun at it, and that's what he did in this album. Is yeah, yeah, poke, yeah, poking fun at jazz where, um, it's. It's so objective that it that you can just throw, he's just throwing in random notes. Well, it's subjective, I think. Wait, what? Subjective. subjective. Right, you're right. So subjective it's so subjective. Objective is opinion. That's the opposite. <laughs> it's objective. It's, it's okay. Objective truth is is fact. Fact. So it's so it's so so uh, jazz seems so subjective that that um, sure this could be what you call jazz. Who but knows? when you get but when you get 
jazz critics that get super like try to be objective about jazz. Up their ass about jazz yeah. it gets super annoying the pretentious and this is and poking fun at them exactly that's exactly how i felt about it yep um i also thought a lot about this when i listened to this album i thought a lot about tenacious d <laughs> because while tenacious d actually is decent metal music it yeah, there, it's, there's, it's there's, definitely satirical. It's there's Absolutely. so much satire yeah. in those in those songs, and those songs are super meta, and like I, I thought again, a lot about Jack again Black. by comedians. Yeah, yeah, by comedians. Jack Black and, and I thought yeah, a lot absolutely. about Jack Black, and I thought a lot about like satire music and and stuff like that. I I I I love it. I think it's funny, and I think. Um, it's not something that I, I can listen to daily and oh, sure. always, I, 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 but yeah. I, I appreciate it and I think it's funny. I'm not sure how often I'll listen to it. Cause I mean, on, honestly, like, even though I find it hilarious, I mean, I don't listen, I never listened to jazz before and I don't know if I'll really lift, listen to it again. And I don't really find myself pulling up this album just to listen to <laughs> bad jazz music, but I appreciate the humor in it and I appreciate that it, that it made me laugh and, and seeing people's reactions make you laugh and, and you know, to that point, we'll we'll do more music episodes as we I'll go pull, on. I'll pull it up and listen to Amy's song every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I listen to Boys in the Hood, I'll 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 switch over to Amy's song and give that a listen. Anyway, so uh, you know this this will probably we haven't done jazz music before. We probably won't do it again. So <laughs> this will be the only probably the only jazz album jazz music that will live in. Kobo podcast history and I'm glad it's this one never say never <laughs> never say never uh, I, that's why I said probably so but um, anyway yeah any other thoughts any other it, questions it's just interesting too because there's a lot of uh, comedians that do albums there's Adam Sandler Tenacious D like you said uh, oh Bo but, Burnham but yeah. they're ta- but they're talented well they're actually artists like they're musicians yeah <laughs> so that's <laughs> it's weird that this guy did this uh, and I, I guess it spoke to people on different levels like I I, to me, I didn't think it was funny, and I think that's what he was going for, and I just didn't think it was funny. Um, but it's just interesting that he, as a as a comedian, is like, I'm going to try to do something funny. I'm going to try to join the ranks of Adam Sandler, Tenacious D, and make an album. And apparently it sold really well, so it was an experiment he did that worked. So, Also doing something different. You, like it or not, at least he tried something different because it's definitely not like Tenacious D or Bo Burnham or Adam Sandler where he's not good at what he at, at this. Which stuff. also means he probably won't do it again. Which means he probably won't do yeah, it. it, it like, technically, you can call it a you call it a comedy album and put it in the same category as those, but really, it's not the same category because of the intention behind it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't intended Agreed. to be good. So, so it's the same, but it isn't the same. Yeah. And uh, but at least he tr- he tried something different. He. <laughs> And I and I I think tip your hat to that whether you liked it or not. And, and I think what Chris is coming from, I can totally see like actual musicians and actual comedians that have that have meshed the two and made really good music and really good comedy at the same time. It's like a bastardization. It it <laughs> it, it, it kind of uh this album. It, it's an abortion. That's all it is. Yeah. It it I could see how it is like. It it, it could make people just like angry that. Like you, you can be good at something by being bad at it. Like <laughs> Especially that it sold and he made money off of it. Exactly. Like that's the funniest thing about it. It's funny that it sold really well. That's the funniest thing about this whole album. Yeah. Yeah. Your reaction when I, when I, after I showed you the video and then you're like, yeah, that was pretty funny. And then I like said, oh, well, did you know that he actually made an album? And it, like I said, I, I 
don't know this for sure, but it sold and it might have made platinum. But uh, and then your reaction definitely is, might have, might have, might not that have. That is a very definite maybe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so thanks guys, thanks for indulging my uh, funny bone. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of a short episode, and I actually kind of like it. Yeah, yeah short. Yeah, I kind of like the short episode. Yeah, maybe the, we should go get a bite to the, eat or something. The, the <laughs> Get in, get out, and get on with your life type thing. That's yeah. kind of cool. And, get uh, and quit it. If you're listening, I, I hope you uh, you know listen to the whole album, listen to even the song we haven't played, and just enjoy it. And just enjoy. Unless it. you're our parents, and please don't listen to the album. Yeah, you know. Don't what? listen to the first or the last <laughs> songs. Don't Everything listen to in the between. bread. Listen to the meat. Listen. To the meat. <laughs> meat and we and didn't cheese. have to make this episode explicit. That's true. Which is good. Yeah, we thought we true. might had thought we might. Might we're gonna have to do it? Might we're gonna? <laughs> well, just realize you know, we're listening. It, it's coming from a comedian, and uh, and it's coming from a comedian who is a great voice actor as well. And just enjoy. Watch it. Archer. Watch Bob's Burgers. Enjoy this great man's work. Amen. Cool. Thanks, guys. Um, if y'all are out there, thank you for listening to us. We love you. We love having you here with us. We love. Uh, we are going to be back next week. Um, keep an eye on social media for what it is we're going to be talking about next week. Yep, we're Cold Bow on Twitter, on Instagram. Look us up on Facebook. Um, we're on all the social medias, so make sure to follow us. That's where we're going to start announcing all of our uh, the next episodes and stuff. Yeah, and make sure to leave us a review. We haven't got those in a while. But it really helps our visibility. It kind of there's an algorithm to it, and it really boosts our visibility once you leave more reviews, uh, preferably five stars. Uh, you can leave us a one star review. I don't care. Just just leave us a review. And if you comment, we'll still say. It. If you don't like us, and you leave us a review, we'll call out to you. And, and we don't you know, like us either. So yeah, we we recognize some of that. <laughs> if but, you couldn't tell by the way we talked about Reese today, <laughs> we're, we're very much in love like with each ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so also along that, um, you know, if you have any uh, thoughts or, or ideas about you know where what we could talk about or do on the podcast, like let us know we'll be what more, you'd like to hear. Yeah. yeah, we're more than happy to discuss those things as well um like we mentioned before the uh the netflix episode that we had last season came from someone suggesting it so let us know we'd love to we'd love to talk about it right on if there's nothing else no no all righty thank you all very much and uh we'll see you next week love peace and see you